You're listening to Real Presence Live on the Real Presence Radio Network. Join the conversation on our Facebook page or on Twitter. And be sure to like and follow us for more great Catholic content. Now, back to the show. Welcome back to Real Presence Live. You're listening across the Real Presence Radio Network. Uh, We're joining you this morning here from the studio in Fargo, North Dakota. We just had a wonderful conversation with Mary Hanbury from the Diocese of Fargo talking about their sacred art retreat. Uh, Go to FargoDiocese.org, catechesis and retreats, and find out more information about the sacred art retreat, which is taking place from the 27th of March through the 31st. A a great opportunity to spend some time uh, with Jesus in a Lenten retreat that's going to be very unique that you won't get an opportunity to. So wanted to throw out another plug for that. But in this segment, we're joined by Nadia Smetana. I hope I said Smetana right. Uh, she is the clinic, <laughs> she's the clinic director at Dakota Hope Clinic. Nadia, welcome to Real Presence Live. Thank you for having me. Yeah, so tell us a little bit about yourself. I always like to know uh, and introduce our, our wonderful guests to our Catholic listening audience, and then a little bit about the work that you do there at Dakota Hope Clinic. Okay, well, thank you for the opportunity. I'm an RN. I've been an RN uh, just this year now for 50 years, if you can believe that. Um, and mo- I've had various experience in different nursing positions, but I would say that my most rewarding one is what I'm doing now, and I've been doing that since 2016 at uh, being the director at Dakota Hope Clinic. Um, before that, I helped. Uh, I was one of the founders of the clinic and was on the board uh, so uh, this is by far the most rewarding, and I've had some great career opportunities before this, too. I have uh, three children, husband and three children, and my husband farms up by Lansford, and we um, have six grandchildren. Wonderful. So what, what, what made you, you know, when anyone found something and starts something, there's some impetus, right? There's some prompting of the Holy Spirit that says, I, this is something I think I should be doing for the Lord. What, what was that thing for you, Nadia? You know, ever since I was in college, I graduated from college in 1971, and that was uh, shortly after that, a couple years after that, uh, Roe v. Wade was decided, and I was, uh, even a couple years before that, you know, there was a lot of talk about abortion and so forth, and and I, at that time, even when I was in college, some a group of us that were very concerned, we, we attempted to start a, a, a what we thought would be a pro-life research resource center and uh, provide free pregnancy testing and so forth. But we had no clue what we were doing, and, and we it didn't work out, you know. So, But the Lord had it on my heart way back then um, that we should help these women who are have an unplanned pregnancy. So, so you had something that kind of didn't work out or make it the way you thought it would, but that never left you? That stayed with you? That's correct. That desire to um, help women, um, you know, it, I felt always felt that it was not enough just to be pro-life, but to have that belief, but you should do something to actually help the women who are in those situations who have the unintended pregnancy that might be tempted to or being uh, encouraged to or, or sometimes forced to have an abortion. Yeah, and, and especially for the, the recorded podcast, if someone goes back and listens to this, can you just tell us a little bit, like, where is Dakota Hope Clinic? And if, we, if someone knew that someone needed help and wanted to refer them, how would they uh, get them to you folks? Yes. Well, Dakota Hope Clinic is, uh, we call ourselves a pregnancy health center. We're located in Minot, North Dakota, and now recently, as of last October, we have also have another site in Tioga, North Dakota, which is about 80 miles west of here. 
So um, and if you live in around those areas, we would love to have you uh, come to our clinic. We, uh, If you have or know anyone who has an unplanned pregnancy or an unintended or challenging, sometimes we call it a stressful pregnancy for any reason, um, we just, or if you just need support in your pregnancy or if you're a young parent and just need support, and I'll explain that a little bit. But basically for our pregnancy services, we offer free pregnancy testing and also a free ultrasound. Now, that's not a diagnostic ultrasound. It's an ultrasound that will help you date your pregnancy and it will help, uh, it'll tell whether the pregnancy is in the uterus, which is very important that we rule out the ectopic pregnancy. And it will tell whether the pregnancy, well, whether the baby is viable, whether there's a heartbeat or not. So those three things are what we look for. And it's very important to um, our young mothers who are pregnant to do that. So we offer that service for free. And we find that um, if they are uh, upset about the pregnancy or considering abortion or uh, we just seeing that ultrasound many times, um, they leave with a smile on their face because they, they just know that they want to nurture and support that baby um, because they can see it's like a window to the womb and it starts that bonding process that is so necessary for a mother and child and it also really in the ultrasound is very influential too on the dad if he will come in um, many sometimes it happens that if the father sees that ultrasound and previous he might be thinking that they should abort that a lot of times that will influence him to say, no, we could never do that, you know, and encourage the, his girlfriend or his wife that they should carry that baby to terms. So we, we just offer the information. We also we talk to women and the men if they come in about all their options and it, whatever they're interested in. And we, but our goal is to make them fully informed. And um, so we talk to them about any option they're interested in, including abortion, but when we talk to them about abortion, we never encourage it. We never refer for it. We never recommend it. And no matter how, what their circumstances, there's always, life is always the answer. But, you know, that's something that they have to make, the decision they have to make. We cannot force anyone to do anything. But we pray for them. We give them the information, talk to them about, okay, what an abortion is, and also what the likely side effects for her will be and also for the father if he's there and we also talk about you know what what is causing them to think about abortion let them talk and let's find out what's your what's what your story is you know do we just let them talk we have plenty of time our nurses allow plenty of time for these appointments to um, give the person just time to talk and uh, get their feelings and thoughts out and so we find out, okay, why they are thinking that abortion might be their answer. So then we can offer them alternatives, like maybe they're threatened with homelessness. Maybe they don't have any way to get health care. We can make community referrals and, and, and see if we can help them solve those problems. So, you know, that kind of takes away some of the drivers for abortion. Plus, we can offer them uh, a lot of education, and we can talk more about that later. We, we can offer them long-term support. So it, a lot of times, then, that is what they need, the encouragement for life that they need. Most women do not want an abortion. So that's kind of what we do, and, and we take walk-in appointments, but you can also go to dakotahope.org to find out um, you know, more information about our clinic and ways to contact us.
Well, that was a, a beautiful explanation you give there, Nadia. Um, I was kind of stunned just listening. Like, I've, I've always wanted to support places like Dakota Hope Clinic, but I'd never heard, like, a, as thorough of an explanation as you just gave. Um, yeah. I, I, I just... Okay. Thank I, you. Yeah, and, and the work that you guys do uh, in, in trying to help folks, and you mentioned, you know, most women uh, certainly don't want to do this. Do you find that's true in, in almost every case where there is hesitancy? Or, I mean, I guess there would be hesitancy, otherwise they wouldn't show up to the clinic. Maybe that's a dumb question, but can, can you share a little no, bit about No, not those? a dumb question at all. Uh, well, see, there's tremendous societal pressure these days. You know how we're told over and over again through the media that abortion is good for you, you know, that, that um, you can that pregnancy is bad, that pregnancy is thought of in this country sometimes by many in the society and community as a disease, as a handicap for women. That's something that holds women back. And it's just the opposite. Uh, uh, um, being a mother empowers women, but they don't see that when they're threatened with homelessness or they don't have any financial resources or and they maybe have other children that they're struggling to take care of now or if their husband or their parents or their boyfriend is encouraging, well, I don't want to have anything to do with you if you have this baby. You know, so there's a lot going on, even though they may not really want it. Um, many times they succumb to the pressure. And many of them will tell us later that, well, if only one person in my life had encouraged me, had told me that I could do this, that this is doable, that I'll help you, that I'll support you in having this baby, they would have changed their minds. They wouldn't have gone through with the abortion. So it's really bad when you hear the women later who are regretful of that decision, and that's that they needed someone in their life. And that could be any of you in their listening audience can do that. Sure, it's good to refer them to a pregnancy health center like Dakota Hope, and there's like eight of us in the state now, you know, around the state of North Dakota. That's the really good thing to do, but also offer your own personal um, what you would like to see them do, what you think that they can do. You know, that, that encouragement is so important. But many times they're just receiving the opposite message, maybe from the, you know, educator in their life, like a college professor or a teacher or a boyfriend or even parents many times, thinking that they're doing the right thing, they will encourage their uh, daughter to have an abortion. And, you know, so it's a tremendous societal pressure. Yeah, and I can't imagine what that must be like when you talked about, you know, what, what's your story? I, I love that part of what you shared, too, because everyone does mm -hmm. have a story. And it's really easy to say in a vacuum, well, you shouldn't do something like that because it's wrong. Well, exactly. But, you know, if no one is, if they don't see any, many just don't see any other way, you know, and maybe they were a victim of abuse. And many people just assume that if you, got pregnant as a result of a sexual assault, like a rape or incest, um, then you would want an abortion, right? You would, that would be good for you. That's the, uh, many, many even pro-life, so-called pro-life people are deceived into thinking that, oh, we've got to have an exception for rape and incest. But, you know, there's only been one major study that I know of that's been done on women who have had in those situations and they do not always want an abortion. And if they do, a lot of times they're pressured into it. Nobody asks them what they really want. They just start said, oh, well, of course you want to have an abortion, right? You know. Mm -hmm. And so we've had those 
incidences at our clinic, and they do much better when they carry that pregnancy to term. Mm, that's absolutely that's absolutely fascinating, and I I don't remember where I heard it, Nadia, but there was a story sometime where a woman was was giving her witness and basically said that uh, it was the the best thing that came out of that was this little person and and. I got my healing Absolutely. from that because of this beautiful person that I have. So we'll talk a little bit more with Nadia on the other side of this break, talking about the Dakota Hope Clinic. And I'm already inspired by, by Nadia's witness and what she's sharing. And if you are too, I hope you listen on the other side of this break. You're listening to Real Presence Live, coming to you across the Real Presence Radio Network. This is Real Presence Live, where the focus is not on the evil around us, but on conversion and mercy through the good news that is always good. We're local, engaging, and live on the Real Presence Radio Network. Hi, this is Dr. Ryan Sapo from Lumen Vision in Fargo. In addition to eye exams for children and adults, Lumen Vision provides custom contact lens services for patients with keratoconus, severe dry eyes, and hard to fit prescriptions. These specialty contact lenses can be made for single vision astigmatism, and multifocal prescriptions. For more information about Lumen Vision's contact lens services, our website is www.lumen.vision. The, the very day that uh, I was appointed as bishop, uh, I came over to the studio and, and uh, had an interview with you. And, and so that was my first introduction to Real Presence. It's been, it's been part of my life as a bishop from the very beginning. And I felt, you know, from that very, very first time that uh, we talked... Uh, on the air, I, I felt like I already was being introduced to the faithful of our diocese and to this whole area, which, which is a great thing because you know one of the the challenges for a new bishop, an old bishop, any bishop is to um, have contact with his people and to be a part of their lives in some way. And Real Presence Radio, from the first day, has helped me to do that. I really feel like I have a way to to reach the lives of our Catholic faithful and others as well who just happen to be listening. And and that's a real blessing because in a diocese as large as ours, area-wise, it's it's hard to get around to every place. And um, I traveled all the parishes as much as I can, and, and yet this is a way that I can reach people that otherwise perhaps I wouldn't be able to visit with. And they get a chance to hear what's on my mind and, and uh, through different events that I've participated in on the air, I've heard some of their questions too, which has been a lot of fun. So it's it really is a blessing to me. I, I feel very fortunate that this this network is so alive and so vibrant in, in our diocese and really in this whole Northern Plains area. It's wonderful. This is Real Presence Live on the RPR Network, bringing you stories of faith and hope through local hosts and guests from across the Upper Midwest. Now, back to the show. Welcome back to Real Presence Live. You're listening across the Real Presence Radio Network. I am your host today, Nathan Sather. It's my privilege to be able to host for you this morning. And we're joining you from the Fargo studio where it, actually the sun is out and it's been feeling pretty good the last couple of days after some brutally cold weather. But we're joined in this segment by Nadia Smetana from the Dakota Hope Clinic. And she has just been absolutely inspiring us with the work that they do there at the Dakota Hope Clinic in the Minot and Tioga areas. And uh, the information that you gave us and, and the stories you share with us, Nadia, were very, very impactful. And one of the things I kind of wanted to, to ask you about as someone who, who does this in the trenches, been doing it for so long, 
Um, I'm curious as an outsider, not as an insider, like how is the landscape of things different since the um, Dobbs decision took away Roe versus Wade? Is it status quo? If there are changes, what, what are those changes? You know, uh, to be honest, we have not seen a huge impact yet in terms of numbers or anything. Uh, we serve um, about 200 pregnant women a year, plus our total client load. Each new client come in are about 250. So some of those are like young parents, of, uh, people who are uh, parenting infants and toddlers, and we welcome them, them here to, even if they haven't come to us while they were pregnant, we welcome them to our Earn While You Learn program, uh, which we offer during pregnancy and afterwards for up to the time the toddler is at least two years old uh, or, or whenever they outgrow our, the items we have in our boutique. Because now, in case people don't learn what this Earn While You Learn program is, um, we, just, we don't just want to get the woman through the pregnancy. We want to help her afterwards, too. So for during the pregnancy and up to two years afterwards, they can... Uh, complete lessons that we have. It's a very professional national program called Bright Course that we subscribe to. And it's video-based lessons, but there's worksheets and homework involved and so forth. And these lessons are free, and they deal with parenting and, with, you know, of course, before that, pregnancy and life skills and all kinds of issues that are very, very helpful. I, I don't know anyone who has gone through some of these lessons that doesn't find them super helpful, even people who are, have been parents before find them really helpful. So every lesson they complete, they earn points, and they can use those points to purchase items for their baby. And these are brand new items that we have in our store, we call our boutique here at the clinic. And this is stocked by the community. They, they keep on donating diapers, clothes, whatever, toys, whatever the children need. And it's just a wonderful place and it's a wonderful service that really helps people out, both educationally and financially, to get these items and this education for their babies or their toddlers. So, and then you asked about Roe v. Wade. Well, after that, after the Dobbs decision, we haven't, like I said, we haven't seen a huge change. I would say we are a little bit busier, but we haven't seen a huge change. But um, I think that there's a lot of change in the country and in the communities. Um, with We're seeing really tough battles in the states, of course, the Dobbs decision, um, through this decision, whether it's not whether or not to legalize abortion, back to the states, and what and we've seen uh, the government uh, who is not pro-life, our national federal government, um, uh, we've seen them relax or get rid of most all the so-called protections for women who are wanting to do a chemical abortion with, or sometimes it's called the abortion pill. And they've just made it so lax that it's very dangerous to women. I just read about a Canadian woman, young woman, who died from after the doing going through the chemical abortion. They have taken away all the safeguards, so you don't even have to see a doctor before you can before you get one. You can just order them, and then you can take them at home. There's no screening for how far along she is, whether she's got an ectopic pregnancy or other conditions that might make this these drugs unsafe for her. There's many more physical and complications with the chemical abortion. So I would advise anyone thinking about that to please go see a pregnancy health center first and at least get an ultrasound to rule out ectopic pregnancy. 
And I would just urge them, these pills are very dangerous. And I could go, that would be a whole other program to explain how dangerous they are. The other thing, big trend that I see in the country and in the, in, in even, even some in our state is that even pro-life people have been come there. They're spreading lies. The pro-abortion people are spreading lies that if you have an abortion ban in place in your state, that somehow that is dangerous to women, that women are going to lose their lives if they have a miscarriage or if they have a medical emergency during their pregnancy. That is so far from the truth. These bans do not um, ban a doctor from taking the proper steps to save a woman's life if she has preeclampsia or uh, any other medical emergency during her pregnancy. And it certainly does not prohibit um, the life-saving treatment after a miscarriage. So please, I hope everyone in your audience is never swayed by that, that um, those are just lies when they tell you that women's lives are at risk if there's an abortion ban in your state. Want to get that out there? <laughs> no, and, and I'm I'm very glad that you did because there's so many things that I think we we are we're almost afraid as Christians that if anyone perceives us as being in any way, shape, or form unChristian, that it's the worst thing in the world. Uh, and these these right. people lie to us and tell us that it's okay because it's not a real person in the womb; it's just tissue or it's just whatever. Or take this pill at home, like you said, have a have yeah. a chemical abortion when you're 17. Uh, at home mm-hmm. watching Netflix when your parents are at work. It's okay. It's safe. Yeah, yeah, uh, we're, yeah. The, these are the people whose it. opinions we're going to take. <laughs> I don't, yeah. I, don't yep. I don't, I don't yep. understand why yep. we give so much credence uh, to those things. We have to be confident in the gospel, confident in Christ. And when we're confident in those two things, uh, we're, we're not yes. so easily concerned about the opinions of others. Of course, we're going to make sure that a woman in a crisis uh, health situation can get the affirming life care that she needs. Um, Absolutely. We're, 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 we're Absolutely. so characterized and we're so almost fearfully stricken by uh, the, the, the even hint that we may not be as Christian as we think we are. We, we, we fall into that sort of stuff. So I'm, I'm glad that you mentioned that, Nadia. But uh, there's an event that Dakota Hope Clinic is coming up here um, about a post-abortion panel. Tell us a little bit about that, Nadia. Yes. Um, on April 1st, mark that on your calendar. If you live in the Minot or Tioga area, um, the, we're so fortunate and blessed to have five or six ladies uh, that make up what they call the post-abortion panel. They all also call it From Grief to Grace. These are North Dakota women who sadly have had an abortion in their past, have regretted that decision, and yet they found healing through Christ, and they tell their stories in a panel discussion format. And they've been in Minot twice before, and they, they go around the state um, sharing their stories in order to help others heal after they maybe have had an abortion experience, and also to warn others, don't go have an abortion, because it's going to be very, cause you a lot of pain and heartache. So they are just very, very uh, courageous and loving women that are trying to help others, and it, they, you will not ever forget if you come and hear their stories. And you'll be saddened, but you'll, most of all, you'll be inspired by their courage and how the Lord can, um, uh, you know, make your life whole again af- even after you've had this kind of experience. So it's, it's very, very inspiring, and I want people to come and hear them. 
They're going to be in Minot on April 1st. That's a Saturday. We're going to have, you can come for a free noon lunch at the Sleep Inn in Minot. And then at one o'clock, they will start their presentation. And it might go around an hour and a half to two hours, but you won't even notice the time. You'll be so captivated. And trust me, I've heard them twice before. You'll be so captivated by what they're saying and what they're sharing that you will not even notice the time. And this is a free event that we just want people to come and hear. You know, there's people that say, and I believe this is true, that we're never going to get rid of abortion in this country until people who are affected by it have found healing. You know, many of the the women and the men who um, advocate most uh, forcefully for the so-called choice of abortion, they are people who are hurting themselves from a past abortion. And somehow, in a twisted way, if they can persuade others to do it, it helps them feel better about what they did. So they need our prayers. They need our love, and they need our healing. And that's one thing I wanted to mention before we go to is, you know, think about coming to our event, which is going to be live-streamed in Tioga. So at Tioga, it's going to be at the Nesbitt Consulting Center at the same time, 1 o'clock, and with a meal before. So anyway, we invite people to come in. And what I want to tell people is be careful how you talk about abortion. You may, the person in church next to you or in the PTA meeting or anything in the restaurant may overhear, if you talk harshly about women who, are, who have been involved in a past abortion, you're going to just drive them further into a deep, dark hole, and they're not going to be willing to share and find healing. So we need to speak with love and compassion about women who have been coerced and uh, encouraged to have an abortion. And Nadine, I, I think I've heard it called PELS before. Is that is that the same post-abortion? Yep. Yeah. yep. I've been to two PELS events. Ladies. Yeah. Have and, you? Uh, yes. And and I I love theology. My my degree is in theology. I love listening to Scott Hahn and Peter Kraft and all those those you know heroes or whatever in, in my own world. Um, Mm-hmm. There's been nothing that's been more impactful to me than going to a PALS panel. Not even close. Yes. Um, yes. I, if, yes. if, if Pope Francis came to Fargo and there was a PALS panel happening at the same time, no offense to Pope Francis, I would go to the PALS panel. <laughs> it's just, it's Absolutely. so impactful to hear yeah. the witness of these women. Uh, so Saturday, yes. April yes. 1st in Minot at the Sleep Inn, the noon sleep lunch, in. 1 o'clock. And the Nessus Center in Tioga. And the Nessing Center. For more information. Yeah, so I, I encourage you to go ahead and, and go to one of those, drive as far as you have to to make it happen, hit the live stream if that's possible in Tioga. Um, it, it really is going to be the, the hearts of women that really changes us going forward. So, Nadia, I thank you for all your time and all the work you do for Jesus and for joining us this morning on Real Presence Live. Thank you, Nathan, for having me. Right, and we'll come back on the other side of this break. You're listening to Real Presence Live across the Real Presence Radio Network.